It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. Big show ahead of us here. We're going to be recapping day one of spring football for the BYU football program. Some takeaways from the game. And we'll have a cursory note about the note I gave you guys yesterday on the podcast in terms of what we should take away from spring ball. And we'll talk about that. All right. So, yeah, first and second segments here. We're going to talk BYU football. First segment, we'll talk a little more of the offensive side of things. Some comments from Jeff Grimes, Eric Mateos, and also quarterback Joe Critchlow will be played. Second segment, we'll talk some the defensive side of things. The star of the day on defense, Chaz Ayu, the sophomore linebacker. I actually had a chance to catch up with him one-on-one. We'll play that interview for you in the second segment. Talk about his big interception and him returning to the team after a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And then we'll wrap up the show as we always do with the other news and notes when it comes to other BYU sports. So that's today's Locked on Cougars rundown. Let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for March 5th, 2019. Alright guys, my name is Jay Catch. I am your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Was down at practice yesterday getting all the sound, taking in the sights and scenes about the 30 minutes the media was able to watch in yesterday's practice. Got to watch some punting drills. We'll talk about that. Not really. I don't really care about special teams and spring ball especially, but there was plenty to take away from t- yesterday's practices, I thought, overall because uh, BYU, of course they're back on the field you're seeing guys get work at new positions etc and we'll break down some of those guys as we go along but I want to start off on the offensive side of things of course there are quarterbacks galore on this roster if any of you have looked at the new roster released by BYU yesterday according to what I could see there are 10 quarterbacks rostered for spring ball and that includes Zach Wilson who of course will not be participating physically in spring camp in terms of throwing footballs etc so 10 guys on the roster well you wonder okay how are they going to divvy up reps for nine guys they aren't I guess it's the easiest way to answer it. I'll let Jeff Grimes take this take take it here from here and explain why and explain how many guys are actually getting reps right now. Yeah, well, we're, all of them don't necessarily aren't necessarily in position to get all those reps. Um, right now, we're pretty much splitting the reps amongst three guys, and we'll see if we build from there. There you go, Jeff Grimes. And as I have reported multiple times here on this podcast, what we heard from Aaron Roderick the day after signing day, if you listen to that podcast, he said after signing day or the day of signing day when I interviewed him, there were going to be three quarterbacks getting the reps in spring ball. They were Jaron Hall, Joe Critchlow, and Baylor Romney. That's exactly who saw the majority of the reps yesterday. And I think that's going to be the way it goes through spring ball. These other quarterbacks... 
I'm guessing three or four of them will transfer or they will just give up the game of football at some point, whether it's in spring ball or they'll do it this summer, etc. Some of them may hang on. You never know what's going to happen. Some guys just have that stick-to-itiveness that they just want to play football. They want to be at BYU and they may stick it out. But right now, there are it's a three-man race in spring ball at quarterback. Jaron Hall, Joe Critchlow, and Baylor Romney. I really like what I saw from Baylor Romney. Joe Critchlow showed some wheels yesterday. They had a play where he was running up the field and he's definitely lighter than he has been in the past. Um, he's not necessarily the most fleet of foot and he told us that in, in his interview after practice. You can listen to that at 1280thezone.com if you want to hear it in its entirety. But he said that he is he feels like he's capable of showing what he can do. And I, I asked the question of him yesterday during his media session. And I said, do you feel like with Zach out, is this your time to really show what you can do? And here was his response. I would say so. I, I think that's the case for, for all the quarterbacks at hand. I mean, any time that you have an opportunity to, to get reps, to, to lead the offense, 11, 11 guys, that's a chance to show yourself, a chance to prove yourself on the field. And so that's the opportunity that I feel like I'm taking advantage of. It's a responsibility that I have to, to lead the team. There you go, Joe Critchlow, and you can tell he's, he's he's ready to show his skills, show what he can do, and as I've said all along on this podcast, it's a race for number two. It's a race to be the backup quarterback and really have the chance to challenge Zach Wilson this summer when he's back fully healthy and able to throw and also face off with him in, in fall camp. I feel like any of these guys who ends up, I guess, being the guy out of spring ball, and I don't think the coaches will ever tell us if there was a guy that emerges this spring ball, but whoever it is, is going to get that opportunity to show what they can do. Uh, of course, yesterday's practice uh, featured some fun stuff. Kalani Satake gathered the team about midway through when the media was there to watch, and all of a sudden we saw offensive linemen lining up a wide receiver, uh, wide receivers and running backs playing the traditional offensive line spots, and we saw a pass thrown up, and uh, left tackle Brady Christensen goes up and snags the pass, and that was impressive. He high-pointed the ball pretty well, considering he's a 300-pounder, and took it the rest the way for the touchdown the team erupted and they also had a play a little bit later uh, where a pass was thrown I believe to another offensive lineman it might have been a tight end but then Chaz Ayu steps in front of it and intercepts it and as I said in the open we'll play an interview with Chaz Ayu and he talks about that play here in a moment but the offense you take everything with a grain of salt the first day, especially when it's only helmets. Uh, the BYU football program and every NCAA football program, you have to go through their mandated acclimatization period, which requires that the first two days of practice, you only practice in shorts and helmets. So you'll see offensive linemen pushing and whatnot, but you're not really getting a real look because they're not wearing pads. I'm actually highly, um, I guess not, I'm, I'm not uh, dubious, but I'm, I guess I'm not anticipating BYU being in full pads very often at least during sessions the media will be at I could see them in shoulder pads very easily and we'll see some thud practices where they hit but they don't take the guy to the ground that's very much a common occurrence when it comes to college football but I just don't see uh, BYU suiting up guys and having them go full force at each other this spring ball especially when uh, the risk for injuries high I know that uh, we had Ed Lamb on with DJ and PK here on the Zone Sports Network 
Network last week, and he said that the younger players that haven't seen a lot of time on the field will get that opportunity to hit. But like I said, that'll probably be in the sessions when the media is prying eyes as BYU seems to see us uh, will not be there. We'll see if we actually do get to see some of the scrimmages this year. I'm sure they will have um, the spring game. I would guess it will be full contact. So that might be the one chance we get to see it, but we don't know the full schedule yet. So I guess I might be getting ahead of myself, but just knowing the history of what goes on with spring ball, etc., I'm not anticipating seeing him much. Um, other offensive notes for you yesterday, the running backs. It was good to see Kavika Fanua back on the field. Uh, he's been out. He had a f- very ugly broken ankle uh, almost a year and a half ago, I guess now. It's been a long road to recovery for him, but he was on the field yesterday. It was good to see him out there. He looked fairly healthy, pretty nimble on his feet. So if he's able to contribute a running back, that may be a body that BYU didn't anticipate having potentially and could end up helping them out. Lopini Katoa was out there. We saw Sione Finau. Um, Tyler Algier has definitely put on some weight. Uh, he moved fairly well. But like I said, I'm taking all this with a grain of salt, as I told you guys to do yesterday uh, with spring ball because they're not wearing pads first off, and it's just spring ball. Um, I said in the open, there was a note uh, going off that in terms taking things with a spring with a grain of salt Coy Harris he was a wide receiver that was I guess the star of the day on offense if you really want to count it as such he caught three or four passes and they're from pretty decent gains and there's some oohs and ahs about it but Coy Harris if you ask me come fall if he's on this roster I will be very surprised that's just my take and I, I know I'm being critical but it's very much that case with spring ball. So good to see Coy Harris showing well, but we'll see how long it lasts for him. Um, one final note from the offensive side before we do take a break here is on the offensive line. Uh, of course, we talked about last week in our burning questions leading up to spring ball, what would happen at left guard and what would happen at right tackle? Well, we saw yesterday in terms of the first team offense through the first day was we saw uh, Tristan Hodge and James Empey. So Tristan Hodge was at the right guard spot, James Empey at center. Kiefer Longson was at left guard as he finished the season last year as the starter at the position. Jeff Grimes talked about the fact that they had started three guys a year ago. Looks like Kiefer Longson being the guy that started at the end of the year will get the first crack at it. Brady Christensen was, his, was at his normal left tackle spot. And then you're wondering, well, who was a right tackle? It would be Chandon Herring. A kid out of Flagstaff, Arizona. I might be wrong on Flagstaff, but he's from the White Pine Mountains up there in Arizona. A good athlete for his size he it looks like he'll be getting first crack at the right tackle spot he was a backup a year ago I really like his athletic ability and if he's able to hold on to that spot I don't think necessarily that's a bad thing for BYU so there you go some of the offensive notes from day one of BYU football practice we will be back out there today it'll be the last day we get access this week as the media to talk to coaches uh, Kalani Satake expected to speak today after he did not speak yesterday but Good to hear from him. We'll get to some comments. I didn't get to him today, but Eric Mateos, the new offensive line coach, was introduced to the media horde that is us, the BYU media that seem to show up every, each and every day. And he had some good comments. And we'll play those probably on tomorrow's podcast, maybe on Thursday. Just kind of depend on what uh, we have lined up. But it was good to hear from him. He's got some great thoughts on this offensive line, and we'll break it down. And he he promised that there will be some mixing and matching on that offensive line. And like I said, we'll get to those comments at some point this week. All right, we'll step aside here. We'll come back, talk about some of the defensive things that I noticed. Also, an interview with Chaz Ayu, sophomore linebacker. Could he be the starter at flash linebacker? We'll talk about that next right here on Locked on Cougars. 
It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Jay Catch, your host. A reminder for you guys, when you guys are out and about driving in your vehicle, you can listen to this podcast and get caught up on everything you need to know about BYU sports simply by using your personal assistant and tell it play podcast Locked On Cougars. Whether you've got an iPhone, an Android, whatever you've got, you've all got those personal assistants. You tell it to make phone calls for you all the time with your hands-free calling. Well, you can do hands-free podcast listening as well. All you have to do is simply tell your personal assistant on your device in your car play podcast locked on cougars and you'll be up to date all the time when you're making your drive around town whether that's running errands your commute into work whatever it might be you can listen to this podcast we do it in less than 30 minutes each and every day bite-sized podcast that way you're always up to date on byu sports i would encourage you guys to utilize that awesome feature all right now that we switch over to the defensive side of things of course the star yesterday on defense was chaz ayu he had the interception I was a good pick. He stepped in front of the pass, took it, and the defense erupted, having a good time. Uh, like I said in the first segment, there's not a lot to take away because cornerbacks aren't necessarily able to be as physical as they normally are when you're not wearing pads. Defensive linemen are the same way, even the linebackers. But it was good to see um, see Chaz Ayu showing well. Zane Anderson will not be participating in spring ball, it doesn't look like. He was there at practice yesterday, but not suited up with a helmet. I'm anticipating with his shoulder, they're going to be very careful with him, and he'll likely sit out most of spring. But Chaz and him are, I think, the top two contenders for the flash linebacker spot. But the other notable um, point, and I actually talked to Chaz about this, and you'll hear it in the interview, is that, uh, not Fred Warner, Trey Warner, Fred Warner's younger brother, is actually moving up to that flash linebacker spot when BYU goes to their nickel package. So he's essentially becoming a nickel cornerback, but he's playing the flash linebacker position for BYU. I look like Troy maybe put on a little bit extra weight, maybe in anticipation of this move. He's not going to be a full-time flash linebacker. He'll still be playing at safety for BYU. BYU normally, but it was interesting to see that kind of new wrinkle where he is taking over that Michael Shelton spot on BYU's defense in their nickel package when he's playing that hybrid flash slash nickelback uh, position on the field when teams spread BYU out. So that was an interesting note that I took away yesterday. Let's get to the interview with Chaz Ayu here, let you hear from him. He talks about his return to BYU, getting back into the swing of things, and also just about his play and getting ready for the upcoming season. So here you go. Chaz Ayu with myself yesterday after practice at BYU. How does it feel to be back on the field? It feels amazing. You know, there's no other feeling. There's not a better feeling in the world than strapping it up with your boys and going out and battling and getting ready for the next season. So I'm excited. You've had a little extra lead time to kind of get your body in shape for spring ball. How do you feel your body feels heading into this? You know, my body feels good. I mean, there's still a couple bangs here and there. Just kind of coming into it. I came into it fast, you know. Started lifting the week after I got back. So 
Uh, my body's doing good, though. It's holding up. Nothing yep. too serious. No mission legs right now? <laughs> I'm still getting those under me. <laughs> you know, I still feel one or two steps behind, but it's getting better. You played some of that flash position before you left on your mission. They kind of indicated where you're going to play this year, or are you just trying out multiple positions this spring? Yeah, so right now I'm just trying to learn the whole linebacking core just so that I'm not just settled to one position. I can play all three of them throughout the season. Mm -hmm. But they did have told me that uh, flash is where they're going to have me at okay. starting right now. And then, as you saw today, we played a little bit of nickel, and I'm playing bow on that. So I'll be, I'll be rotating all around. Was it you with the interception out there? It was, yeah. <laughs> hey, who threw the pass? I didn't see who threw it. You... I didn't. I don't, okay. I don't know who it was either. You just, all, you just, all that matters. Just the ball. Just the ball. Okay. It, yeah. <laughs> That's all that matters. Okay, so now that you're back, you're kind of getting back reintegrated here. They graduated a lot of linebackers last year. What have they said about playing time opportunities? Or they just said, hey, go out there and play. We'll sort it out later. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's how it is every year. You know, there's never really a set position for anybody. It's always competitive. And so especially this year where, you know, Sione Takitaki and all those guys post for there's a lot of competition, a lot of open room. So you you played with Sione and Fred Warner, both guys. Sione was just the NFL Combine this past weekend. We also have just seen Fred do what he did for the Niners this past year. You trying to emulate those two guys? Yeah, I'm definitely. I learned a lot from both of those guys. They're very athletic, very smart. Especially Fred when he was here. And I was sitting behind him on the bench a little bit, but you know he was very smart with how he played, and that's why he did what he did in the NFL. And so I'm hoping I can take what they did and kind of add my own spin to it, and maybe even be better than what they are. So. Okay, with that, with your spin, what is different about your skill set versus what those two brought to the table in your mind? Um, so Fred was a very smart. He's very physical as well. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I, I bring a more of a headhunter okay. mentality than, than maybe what Fred brought. But, uh, they, I mean, I can't say that about Fred as well because, you know, how many tackles he had this year. Mm -hmm. But I just think my, my style is just more of go kill whoever's in front of me, and that's kind of what I want to bring to the field. So. We saw Zane make the transition to Flash last year before he had to redshirt ultimately. What's your relationship with him like? It's good. I mean, there's no hard feelings. I mean, we both want to be on the field. We want what's best for the team. And so he came in and stepped up and played a big role and was doing really good at it. And so I'll play wherever I'm asked to play, and he'll play where he wherever he's asked to play. How's it like working with Coach Lamb? He's good. He's very smart. He knows everything, the ins and outs of every defense, every offense even. And so it's, it's helped my IQ grow a lot. Me as a media member talking to him, he's very straightforward. He's very thoughtful. He'll tell you exactly what he thinks. Is he the same with you guys in that in that respect? Oh, yeah. He's straight up. He doesn't try to put any powder on it or any cushion on it. He tells you just how it is. So, is that Do you, do you like is that type of coaching you respond to in your mind? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd rather take it straight than have to kind of guess and sit around and think about what he's trying to tell me. I mean, sometimes it kind of pisses you off. <laughs> sometimes he'll say something straight to your face and be like, all right. But it's, it's cool. I like it. Okay, last couple of things here. With this spring, of course, this is a time of the year when spring practice, a lot of guys doing a lot of different things, trying out new positions, etc. What are your overarching goals and the defense's overarching goals during this spring period? We just want to get our positions down, get them memorized so that we're not having to think while we're playing, mm -hmm. and just being able to play fast uh, come fall ball. Because we start off fast with a very strong schedule, <laughs> so there's not really a whole lot of room for mental errors right now. So, I know you've been, you've been on the program a little bit before your mission, now coming back. Who is the biggest um, trash talker on the team? The biggest trash talker? Troy Warner likes to talk a lot of smack. <laughs> uh, he does. Isaiah, Isaiah Heron, okay. the sophomore yeah. say, or corner coming in, he's always talking, always getting in people's ears, just shaking their, his finger at everybody. So I don't know. Definitely the defense, though. I think the defense has more of an edge than the offense right now. But so, is that, is, so you're talking to defensive guys. Are they talking to the offensive guys or are they talking to you too? Oh, they talk to everybody, okay. but mostly the offense, you know, because we're all getting our getting our plays and getting our reps in. So 
don't want the offense feeling like they're dominating us or nothing. So did I see Troy out there playing a little bit of flash as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what does he bring? His brother played that position. Does he, is he bring kind of the same thing or is he different? Yeah, I mean, in that nickel package, he adds a lot more athleticism to the to the defense. He can cover, he can come up and tackle as well. So I think that that position fits him well in the nickel in the nickel package. Awesome. Thanks so much, Chaz. Yeah, thank you. All right, there you go, Chaz. I, you thank him for taking the time. It was good to interview him. He's a he's a smart young man, good player. Like I said, the star on defense through day one with that interception that uh, I don't know if it necessarily was live drills. He, he gets the pick six. I, I, he looked like he had a clean break and would have been down the field before really anybody on the offense could have reacted. But who knows? It never actually plays out that way. But good to see him. Thank him for taking the time once again. Uh, but it was interesting to hear him say, yeah, I'm working at that flash linebacker position, but I'm also getting work with all the other linebackers. This linebacking core is very much in flux. BYU's still trying to figure out what they're going to do. I'm not really going to make a stab at the, at the depth at linebacker because I saw guys moving to multiple positions. I saw Chaz line up. It looked like at that bow or the weak side linebacker position at, some, at one point. Like I said, Troy Warner's playing playing flash linebacker and nickel set. So it'll take a little bit of time to really kind of dole out um, who the depth chart is at linebacker. And I'll be sure to keep an eye on it. But it was good to hear from Chaz that he feels like flash is where he's going to play. He's doing his best to get back into the swing of things, get back into shape. Says he's still got a little bit of the mission legs, but he's had some time to get back into shape. And it obviously showed on that interception. He's made a nice break on that ball. Um, One final note before we go about day one yesterday is I mentioned that we saw some punting yesterday and based on yesterday's results, BYU might have some issues in the punt game this year. Uh, Danny Jones, the Australian punter who joined BYU a year ago, uh, had some struggled with his uh, kicking yesterday, didn't necessarily have his best day. Uh, look at the coaching staff is also giving looks uh, to Skylar Southman and Jake Oldroyd, who are contending for the kicking job at BYU. I felt like both of them kicked it decently, but there wasn't very much uh, depth or length to their kicks. So they got some decent hang time in terms of where it went up in the air and before it came down that length of time. But the depth or the length of the kicks, not necessarily the greatest. I don't know if BYU has plans to find another kicker, et cetera, uh, during spring camp, but we'll see. But based on one day, wasn't a great look. All right, we will step aside here. We'll come back. I uh, thank Chaz Ayu once again for taking the time. It was good to catch up with him. We'll have more interviews like that. And if there are interviews and players you want to hear from or coaches, feel free to reach out to me. You can reach out to the show Locked on Cougars on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. Uh, we're posting some pictures on the Instagram account Locked on Cougars. So follow us there. Get you some sights and sounds of what's going on with spring ball. But also um, follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. My D are open. You can feel free to drop me a note, say, hey, I want to hear from this coach or this player, and I'm happy to acquiesce your request as soon as I possibly can. And also, you can drop me an email if you so desire at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. All right, we'll step aside, come back with the other news and notes in BYU sports. You're listening to Locked On Cougars. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed.
Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for taking the time to join me on this Tuesday edition of the show. BYU Spring Ball is underway. We'll be back out there today getting some more interviews, getting to watch about 30 minutes of practice once again, and we'll have a full report for you on tomorrow's podcast. But if you missed any of the previous part of this podcast, just rewind and you can catch up on everything I took away from day one as well as that interview with Chaz Ayu. Now in this final segment, I want to catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports. We'll start off with a result from yesterday. Uh, BYU women's tennis was in Fresno, California, taking on the Fresno State Bulldogs and lost a heartbreaker 4-3. to three. So tough loss for the women's tennis team. They are back home this weekend when they take on Utah State at 10 a.m. Mountain Time at the indoor tennis courts. So you can go out and watch the women's tennis team if you so desire this coming weekend. On to women's basketball where three Cougars were honored with WCC postseason honors. BYU freshman Shaylee Gonzalez was named West Coast Conference Newcomer of the Year. She's had an incredible year leading BYU. So congratulations to her on that honor. She was also on the first team, all WCC women's basketball first team, alongside teammate junior guard Brenna Chase. So congratulations to both players. And then to round out the honors, uh, Paisley Johnson, a sophomore guard for BYU, made the second team. So congratulations to them. And I guess Shaylee Gonzalez, it goes without saying, but she made the all WCC freshman team. She's been a sensation this year. BYU is the number two seed heading into the West Coast Conference Tournament. They got that double buy into the Monday semifinal. They've surpassed each and every expectation of them this year, and best of luck to them as they chase an NCAA tournament berth this coming weekend and into early next week. In action tonight, BYU Baseball is scheduled to play its home opener against UVU in the UCCU Crosstown Clash. That is tonight at 6 o'clock Mountain Time at Miller Park. The game will be broadcast live on the W.TV if you want to watch it, but I encourage you to go out and enjoy the game. BYU's pitching staff has been lights out early this season. They are now 7-3 and three on the year. It's their best start since 2016 when they started 9-1 and one. and it's a big, big part of it is their pitching staff and that's awesome to see. The new coaches they brought in, etc. are paying off early dividends. Another award handed out includes Davide Gardini. Of course, he is the freshman from Italy playing for the men's volleyball team. Number 10 ranked men's volleyball. They dropped a spot this week. He was named off the block National Freshman of the Week for the third time this season. That award came out yesterday. So congratulations to him on that award. He's been an absolute sensation. Of course, his father was a star for the Italian national team for a long time, and that's awesome to see him getting awarded that. Women's softball also had an award handed out, and that is Carissa Veramontes. She was named WCC Pitcher of the Week for her performances in San Diego over the weekend. She pitched a one-hit shutout against Florida Gulf Coast in a complete game. Uh, the 2-0 victory, 2-0, I'm back in my soccer mode, secured her second win of the season. So congratulations. It's the fourth total WCC weekly selection for BYU this season. So congratulations to Chris Veramontes on that award. So there you go. That's the layout of how everything else went this over the overnight and early this week. BYU baseball back in action today. I would encourage you if you have time and you want to go watch some baseball action, get out to Miller Park. Watch them take on UVU. The weather's supposed to be pretty decent. It looks like it's, the rain is cleared out, the clouds, etc. So 
Hopefully that holds. It might be a little bit chilly, but it's a good day to watch some baseball if you want to get out and watch that. Thanks again for joining me on this edition of Locked on Cougars. It's a blast to bring it to you guys. A reminder, please use your personal assistant when you are in your car to play this podcast. All you have to do is tell it, play podcast Locked on Cougars, and you'll have the latest in BYU news right there at your figurative fingertips while you're driving in your vehicle, wherever you're going, whether it's on your commute, you're out running errands, etc. You will always be the smartest person in the room because you'll be always be up to date when it comes to BYU sports. Thanks again for joining me back tomorrow with another report on BYU football, some more interviews to be played, etc. A lot to get to as you always do right here on the podcast. This has been Locked on Cougars for March 5th, 2019. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.